0: Hey, it's Rochelle, and you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a production of Catholic Answers. Welcome to the place to transform the world by transforming yourself. Hey, hey, hey. So when I was approached about starting this podcast, my prayer life was a hot mess, and maybe I'm being hard on myself, we'll just say that it wasn't great, that's for sure. And I say that because the Catechism says that prayer is a vital and personal relationship with the living and true God. St. Teresa of Avila says prayer is a deep sharing between friends. Now, during my time at Franciscan, I learned what it was like to actually live this out. Heck, at the end of my time there, I'd walk out of my holy hour just radiating like Moses coming down from Mount Sinai. Cue the wind machine while I walk in slow motion to some kind of dope music in the background. You know, that kind of radiating, just like bam. Talk about a period of consolation. Now, fast forward a few years to eight months ago. My husband and I were in newlywed bliss. We hadn't even been married for six months. And the first few months of married life really is just a time of transition, you know, trying to figure out what you're doing and how to do it together. I mean, it's not easy learning how to fit two lives into one 500 square foot cute but tiny apartment. Long story short, I can't really function if I don't have some kind of routine or schedule, you know, some kind of structure. I mean, yeah, in theory, going with the flow is cool, until it's not. Because we were newlyweds, we were being too accommodating to each other, and that was at the expense of creating some sort of schedule or routine, and that included our prayer lives. And I had this desire, since we got married, to do some kind of public ministry, and it had been growing in me, but since my prayer life was not consistent, how the heck was I supposed to know what the Lord wanted me to do with that kind of desire? But the Lord made it super easy for me and just dropped this podcast on my lap. And I realized, okay, all right, this is too good to be true. And it's such a blessing. I really got to get my stuff together. And in order to do this podcast right, we have to change some things in our prayer life. And that's when it happened. The Holy Spirit hit me upside the head and said, "Mm, Child, you just need to go back to the beginning. No joke. Does anyone else out there sometimes hear God As a wise, old, southern woman, please let me know, because I'm starting to think that there might be something wrong with me. I'm just kidding. But I am serious that I needed to start back at the beginning, meaning I needed to go back to the basics. The Holy Spirit safeguards within the church all that Jesus taught his apostles. And during his ministry, he taught them how to pray. And basically, prayer consists in six basic forms and what are they we have petition right we're used to that intercession prayers of thanksgiving prayers of praise blessing adoration now how many of those forms of prayer have anything to do with me petition obviously right i'm asking for things for on my behalf and maybe you can make a case for thanksgiving you know if i were to be thanking god for something that he had done in my life and you know what That's really all that my prayer life had devolved into during that stressful period of transition right after my husband and I had first gotten married when I was being asked to do this podcast. And really, it was all about me. Me, 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 me. And that's no way to have any kind of relationship, especially one with God our Father, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit our Comforter. Diversifying my prayer to incorporate All six of these forms of prayer really helped to change my focus. Instead of me being inward, I became more outward. Well, more upward. Let's say that. I think that's better. It made me more upward. It put life into perspective by reminding me that God is God and I am his beloved, his child. And it took so much weight off of my shoulders, a weight that was taking my peace and trying to make me doubt God's providence. Now, don't get me wrong. There is nothing wrong with prayers of petition. They show our awareness of our relationship with God, that we need him and that we trust him. We glorify Jesus when we ask the Father for anything in Jesus' name. And because we recently talked about the kingdom of heaven for two episodes here on Clumsy Theosis, did you know that petition is centered on the desire and search of the kingdom? And that there's a hierarchy in these petitions? So first we pray for the kingdom and then for what is necessary for us to be able to welcome it and to cooperate with its coming. But for that reason, that very reason, every need that we have can become an object of petition. And of course, intercession, we're familiar with that. It's basically prayers of petition, but on behalf of another person. The really striking thing about intercession is that the intercessor's prayer is very Christ-like, right? Like Jesus was always and is always praying for us men, especially sinners. Now, my husband definitely has an intercessor's heart. Let me tell you, praying with him over the last year has influenced my prayer and taught me how to love others more deeply. So I would encourage everyone to petition the Lord to have a heart of intercession, and Just kind of see what happens with all of your relationships with the people around you. They'll change, and you'll notice the change. So when it came to incorporating blessing and adoration into my prayer time, I hadn't ever really thought about what it meant to bless the Lord. Yeah, sure, I sang about it in hymns and praise and worship songs, even read about it in scripture, but never really gave it any thought. Blessing is like an exchange of gifts between us and God, where God gives us his grace, right? That's his gift to us. But get this, the gift that we give God is our acceptance of his gift. Adoration is not to be confused with us going to adoration and adoring, you know, Jesus in the Eucharist present in the monstrance before us. But in this sense, adoration is an attitude within man where we acknowledge that God is God And it puts us as creature and him as creator into a proper perspective. It's kind of funny that adoration is the initial attitude of prayer. And yet it was also the result of my prayer time. It was also the result that I experienced that I was just explaining to you. Is that a coincidence? Like, I don't think so. It's like the Lord is setting us up at the end of our prayer to be able to come back to him in prayer with the right attitude. So freaking awesome. Did you know that prayers of thanksgiving are the signature of the Catholic? Now, is this because St. Paul says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, when he writes his first letter to the Thessalonians? Well, maybe, partly, but that's only because St. Paul knew that the Greek word Eucharistia means thanksgiving. And we are the people of the living God. The God that lives not just in the written word or in our hearts, but is present body, blood, soul, and divinity in what? In the Eucharist. Dude, talk about something to be thankful for. And I think we should really pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ who do not have the Eucharist, who are not Catholic, because they're missing out and we need them to be incorporated into the body of Christ, right? Now, just as with petition, Every event and every need can become an offering of thanksgiving. All the good and all the bad. And tying all of these forms of prayer together is praise. And I want to give a shout out to all my charismatics out there. But, but, praise isn't just singing of God's greatness. Though it is a part of it, as the catechism reminds us. What praise does is join our spirits with the Holy Spirit and together we witness that we are God's children. You know how I said that praise ties everything together? Now it does this by scooping up all forms of prayer and carrying them towards God. And speaking of the liturgy, I'm sure you've heard the term sacrifice of praise before. Again, these are things that we hear, but we don't typically take note of them. The purest sacrifice is made when we, as the body, of Christ, the church, offer the Eucharist to God. What? Yeah, I know, right? And that is one of the reasons why I find so much mystery and allure in the liturgy of my Byzantine parish. It truly is otherworldly. Our entire liturgy is sung. Everything, I mean everything, except the homily. And there is a prayer that we say right before we right before we receive the Eucharist, but everything else is sung by the priest by the church, you know, the congregation, and even the readers, and for this reason, to embrace all of our prayers and carry them towards their source, God himself. Now, there is no right or wrong way to pray. There are, however, these forms of prayer, you know, petition, intercession, adoration and blessing, thanksgiving, and praise which all have been revealed during the time of the apostles. Now, together, they make for a robust prayer experience with the Lord. And it's not complicated either, which is wonderful. Now, my one suggestion is to make your prayer time a petition sandwich with the petitions in the middle. This way, you start with your focus upward and you also end with your focus upward. That way, your focus after prayer is primed for you to pray again, and this will most likely call you to pray sooner than you probably would have expected. Who knows? This might be the key to your wind machine slow motion experience, (laughs) but that's not what we're after, right? But it's wonderful when it does happen. So try this out. Let me know how it works for you. You can email me at clumsytheosis at catholic.com. A few of you have already emailed me. Thank you. I love to hear your feedback. And it's good for me to be able to share with, you know, the powers that be to let me know that you like Clumsy Theosis and you're benefiting from it. Also, wherever you're listening, subscribe, 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 wherever good podcasts are found. If you're on iTunes, leave me a review. That way it'll help other people to find Clumsy Theosis and benefit from it. It's been real. God bless you guys. Peace out. Oh, and don't forget to follow on Instagram at Clumsy Theosis. Thank you for tuning in this week to Clumsy Theosis. Each week, we explore a topic within the Catholic faith to aid listeners like yourself, as well as yours truly, in the advancement and deepening of the spiritual life and the personal ownership of our relationship with the big guy upstairs and his church. As cliche as it sounds, the world needs you. Become who you were created to be with Clumsy Theosis, the place to transform the world by transforming yourself.